Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. Oh my God, he shaved. <laughs> Small Business Mornings is on the air. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. How are you this morning are you ready to join this roller coaster ride of an exploding small business show all over the interwebs? It's designed for small business owners to remember, don't grow it alone. We are here to grow with one another as we build our small business dreams. Good morning, Gek. Thanks for tuning in. This show is our daily meeting where we can kind of take each other's pulse and see what the heck is going on before we go out and small business. Now, we have some fun stuff on the show today. We have our news of the day. Zoom is changing things, but it's changing things in a way that I think I might need to pull out the conspiracy hat. I've not used the conspiracy hat here on Small Business Mornings before, but the conspiracy hat is going to get whipped out today. We have proof that that voice in your head, that one that makes you feel like, eh, I don't feel like doing stuff today. You know that voice? Have you ever felt that voice? Maybe you're feeling that voice today. Like, I don't really want to do all this stuff, right? That voice is evil and needs to be controlled. And I have proof of it. We'll share that on the show. Did you see that they found the, that MFers not real lady? Did you see the lady on the plane that freaked out? They found her. And the story is wild, I'll tell you that. And then we have a fun for the sake of fun question that I will share on the show later today. So when you tune in, drop into the comments and say hello. Now, for some of you, you might be searching around trying to figure out where we are at. So I kind of switched up where we're broadcasting from. We're now on my LinkedIn page, YouTube and the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator Preview Group on Facebook. So those are the three channels that we are going to be broadcasting live from moving forward. Teresa Wilmot's in the chat. Good morning, Teresa. Great to see you. Thanks for tuning in. So when you tune in, say howdy. That way we know you're a part of the program. So let's start with this. Mega Millions is tonight $1.55 billion, right? We've been talking about this. I keep on bringing up the lottery and the $1.5 billion because I want one of you to go buy a ticket and then share with me. So really, it's my own self-interest. But go get a ticket because $1.55 billion is, uh, well, that's a lot of money for sure. And yes, will there be another Devo reference? You know, Gek, that's funny. So on yesterday's show, we were talking about how people were using AI. And someone said, oh, I'm using it for uh, devotions. And, you know, the Bible, but it didn't share the person's name. Turns out it was Mary Irish, who's like the sweetest person, most wholesome person. And then she abbreviated it as Devo. And I started riffing on the 80s, what would you call them? Post-punk, whatever, Devo band. And she's like talking about serving God and using, and I'm talking about Devo. So Mary Irish, forgive me. 
I appreciate you tuning in, though. So yeah, maybe we'll get a Devo reference in there, uh, Gek. We'll see what we can do. Okay, so let's talk about the conspiracy theory. I want you to think of the company that defined the 80s. Think of the companies that defined the 80s. Would you argue if I said, all right, well, Atari and MTV kind of defined the 80s, right? And then the 90s, what defined the 90s? Nintendo and AOL, at least for me. In the 2000s, it could be argued that it was Apple and Microsoft. And in the 2010s, you could say it was Facebook, maybe Airbnb, you know, other stories like that, or other companies like that. But in 2020, it was the pandemic, the 2020s. We could say that is the pandemic era. And two companies, I think, really kind of defined that era, at least for me. Amazon, because we all used Amazon to get our toilet paper and all the other stuff that we needed. But also Zoom. Wouldn't you say Zoom was one of the defining companies of the pandemic? I would say it was one of the defining companies of the pandemic. Well, Zoom is in the news this morning. One news story and then the conspiracy part. Let's do the news story part. And then the conspiracy hat will make its first debut on Small Business Mornings. The news story is that Zoom is uh, calling its employees in to work in the office. So the company that empowers remote work is realizing, you know, we need to have you in the office a couple days a week. They're enforcing a structured hybrid format is what they're calling it. So all of the Zoom employees need to come in two days a week, which makes sense because there's just something about being in person. And sometimes uh, working from home is a big fat lie. It just is. Those people that get really aggravated, like, no, I'm more effective when I work from home. Okay, you might be more effective, but you don't work as hard, or at least as long. (laughs) That's for sure. I walk around the neighborhood. I see you walking your dog. You can't walk your dog when you're at corporate. So don't tell me that you're working as hard as you would be if you were in the office with your boss sitting right there. You know that's a lie. But working from home is a lot better for employee mental health. It's a lot more fun. It's just preferred big time. But Zoom, of all companies, is requiring employees that live within 50 miles to come into the office two days a week to interact with other employees. Now, if you're a Zoom employee, especially a Zoom employee, wouldn't you be extra salty that this happened? Wouldn't you be extra mad? Because if you worked for, I don't know, United Airlines and you worked from home, you know, United Airlines isn't known for being the company that empowers people to work remotely. You could see like, oh, Johnson Controls wants me to come back and work in the office. You could kind of see a world where that happens. But Zoom? Zoom. If I worked for Zoom, I would have burned all my business clothes. I would have the luxury PJ pants. I would know that I'm never going to get called in. I'd be the last person to get called in. Well, they're calling their employees in. And a lot of companies are doing that, calling their employees back. In fact, a study just came out from the Pew Research Center. And this is where I get all newsy. A, A study from... Pew Research Center found 
that roughly a third of workers with jobs that can be done remotely are doing them remotely. So a third of workers that can do it are doing it. So we have this giant cultural change. Tons of people in our neighborhoods all day when it used to be a ghost town around here. Traffic patterns are changing. In fact, I was getting ready for the show and doing my daily research, as you know, flipping through the TomTom blog, which I do on a daily basis to make sure that there's something good for you. And traffic patterns in the cities are changing. Traffic overall during rush hour is down about 10%, according to this study. And the times of traffic are changing. It used to be morning rush hour was actually in the morning. But this study showed that the peak rush hour time now for big cities is 11 a.m. That's weird. And then the afternoon rush has been moved up to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So traffic is down, traffic times are changing. So this is all part of our new normal, that people are working from home, and even Zoom is getting called back in. That is crazy. I just would think that that would be the last one, right? And you are exactly right, Gek. Called back into work, what do I do with my moose antler comfy slippers? Every day, always. In fact, I have my slippers on right now. See these? I got my LL Bean slippers. I've had four or five pairs of these since the start of the pandemic. I call them my work shoes. I buy these fancy slippers, but I wear them every day. They're my work shoes. So you're exactly right, Gek. You got to take care of your feet when you're working from home. Okay. Here's the conspiracy period, uh, cons- conspiracy theory part of this story. If Zoom were to call people back to the office, that would be an outrageous news story. Clearly, on Small Business Mornings, we're talking about it. Oh my God, did you hear that Zoom is calling their... It's a wow kind of story. Should I get out the conspiracy theory hat? This is the first... We need conspiracy theory hat music. All right, so hum a song in your head. Here's the conspiracy theory hat. Making its first... Okay. How's that? All right. Now that I've got my conspiracy theory hat on, we can appropriately talk about this. So the conspiracy, it's great, isn't it? Isn't it spectacular? It's, I am protected from all conspiracies when I have my conspiracy theory toque on. So again, casually getting ready for the show, I was flipping through the stack diary, right? Yes. JB, of course, it's fantastic. Is that not, you're screenshotting this. I hope you're screenshotting this. Good morning, Sue. And yes, thank you, Teresa. So I'm flipping again casually through Stack Diary, the tech publication, as I do. So Zoom is calling their, uh, yes, it's lined in foil. Exactly right. For extra protection against conspiracies. It's lined in foil. This thing is so warm. It's crazy. Anyway. All right, focus, Pat, focus. So Zoom is in the news because it's calling people back to the office. Oh my God, can you believe that they're doing that? But the conspiracy theory is that there's another story that was on this tech publication that said that Zoom is getting destroyed in tech circles because they're using the data inside Zoom calls to train AI and they didn't really tell people about it. They just casually updated 
their terms of use saying, yeah, all that stuff that goes into a Zoom call, we're now using it to train AI. That would be something that we would want to, um, we'd probably want to, to, to mention, right? That all the stuff happening in a Zoom call could be used to train AI. That's probably something we should know. So in the tech blog, the Zoom executives were like, well, you know, uh, you, you could opt out. And that's my executive voice. Right? You, you, you could opt out and blah, blah, blah. Right? Well, I went in, spent five minutes, talked to their uh, help people, tried to figure it out, could not figure out how to opt out of their AI technology. And think if you were a company, think you were doing some really sensitive brainstorming because your team was working remotely. Zoom is listening. Zoom is listening. And it goes into an AI technology saying, how do you solve this problem? It may pull from that conversation. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. And yes, Susie, welcome to the call. And the rest of you, if you're <laughs> welcome to the call, you're wondering what this is. This is my conspiracy theory hat because uh, we're talking about Zoom and how it just kind of casually updated its terms of use and how all of its information is being used for AI. Not a thing. So that's a scandal. So the conspiracy theory is they released the story that they're calling their workers back so people can look at that and be outraged and not be outraged about the thing that they should be worried about. Okay. Telling you, the conspiracy theory hat, while epic, it's very warm. So we're going to set it over there for the next big conspiracy. So if you see me whip that out, you know that, oh my God, breaking news, there's some conspiracy going on. Had to do it. Okay. Does this world make sense? This story just proves to me that the world does not make sense. As a small business owner, you know that there's a voice in your head, and sometimes it doesn't have your best interests in mind. If you're having a tough day and you're saying, you know, I know I should go on the treadmill. I know I should go on the treadmill. Or I know I shouldn't eat that. Or from business terms, I know I should make those sales calls. I know that I should really go through that email list. I really need to analyze those numbers. I really need to do whatever it is. But your inner toddler, the voice in your head, I don't want to. You know that voice. It is the classic battle, especially for solopreneurs, because we are our own boss. And we have to make business decisions every day, and we have to fight our own behavior. That voice is super powerful. And it can lead you to do incredibly bad things for your business. And it can also lead you to self-destructive stuff. We need to honor that voice because it's the day-to-day battle for small business owners. Because if you let that voice win, you won't do anything great in your business. It's your daily struggle. And I have proof to you, proof to you, ha-ha, that that voice is really powerful and it will lead you to do nonsensical things. Do you want to see the proof? This is the proof that the voice in your head is crazy powerful. Here's the proof. See that guy? See that guy? 
That guy, that weenie, that's Natalie Portman's husband. He cheated on her. What? That guy. That guy. That, first of all, can we just back up for a second? That guy married Natalie Portman? And then the voice in his head was so strong, he cheated on her. What? This world makes no sense. I don't know what world we live in, but this world makes no sense. So next time you're struggling and you're thinking that, oh man, am I broken? I just can't conquer that voice in my head. I really should just, you know, I really should get up and do the thing I've been meaning to do. And it's just such a strong, scary, powerful voice that like that guy actually thought and he got in his car and he drove down the road and probably had to fill it up with gas. And he stood there and filled it up with gas thinking, yeah, I'm going to go cheat on Natalie Portman. What are you doing? Now, maybe Natalie Portman's a horrible person, but she's way too dreamy. There's no way that she's a horrible person. I just will not believe it, and I will not hear your arguments otherwise. She's too amazing. But yes, we all do dumb stuff, and we all do stuff that's against our best interests. So if you are having a hard time today doing the thing you know you should do, and the voice in your head is winning, just remember Natalie Portman's husband. Sad. Unbelievable. In related news, I found a study that says what women want. Want to know? What do women want? <laughs> every guy that's watching, every single one of us is like, uh, yeah, go ahead, Pat. What, what was that? Yeah, I got my notebook out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do women want? What do women want? And it was a study, probably not scientific, probably not accurate, but it asked, what do women really want? And we have some women watching this morning. So ladies, validate this thing for me. What do women really want? Do they want diamonds? No. Do they want chocolate? No. What was the number one thing polled? The number one thing women said they wanted. If they could have anything, what was the thing that they wanted? Sleep. <laughs> Sleep, Sarah Deacon got it. Yes, sleep, sleep, the number one thing. Oh, isn't that funny? Yes, Calgon Gek, exactly right. Yes, Sarah Deacon, you win a gold star. So next time, gentlemen, just leave her alone and let her take a nap, okay? That's all you got to do. Oh, Susie, you're thinking way too hard. Respect, attention, love, freedom. No, no, nap. Yes, go take a nap. I just, I'm sorry, I can't get over the idea that that guy, that guy married Natalie Portman and then cheated on her. <laughs> what? Like, you think the Mega Millions odds are high. That guy? 
married Natalie Portman, and then cheated on her. I, I just can't even. I can't even. I can't even. Okay, let's do our meme of the day, because the meme of the day is amazing. Did you see this lady on the web a couple of weeks ago? There's a video of this person was on an airplane, lost her mind. And the summary of this story is she was quoted as saying, that guy right there, that MFR is not real. And that was the thing that made everything go crazy because the story is amazing. So she has this moment on the plane. It's captured on video. It goes viral, completely viral. And then the search is on, who is this lady? Well, we found out who she is. And I'm not going to name her because I don't want to, you know, I just don't want to name her, but I'll tell you a little bit about her because the story is now coming out about what drove her to scream that MFR is not real. It was an absolute meltdown because when the search went on, the internet is undefeated. You're going to be found out because the internet will find you. And this story comes on the authority of the New York Post, so you know it's accurate. I mean, really hard-hitting, accurate stuff. So all I'll tell you about her is that she's a marketing executive in Texas. I don't want to name her, even though her name was released, but I just wouldn't feel good about resharing her name. But she's a marketing executive in Texas. To be clear, she sells marketing services for a firm, I think is what it is. Turns out, the thing that got her so riled up is she was arguing with her family on the plane. Like they were fighting. She had people on the trip with her and they were all fighting with one another. So traveling with family will lead you to standing up and screaming at people. There's no doubt about that. And it's safe to say that what we viewed on the video was a straight up panic attack, which is nothing to make fun of. Panic attacks are scary, they're awful, and I'm not making fun of that in any way because she was saying that she didn't think the plane was going to make it to Dallas safely. So it's kind of a sad story that she really got that upset and had this moment. But what she said that that MFR is not real was so wild, everyone made note of it. So they found out who she is, but here's the backstory that didn't come out. They kick her off the plane. After kicking her off the plane, the TSA said, yeah, that person that um, said that this plane is going down, because of that, we all have to get rescreened." So everyone on the plane had to get rescreened, which I'm sure was not fun whatsoever. They kick her off the plane. You would think, end of story. Wouldn't you think, end of story, haven't we been told this whole time that if you even sneeze out of the wrong nostril in the airport, you're going to a dark jail forever? Like, isn't that what you assume? Like, oh my goodness, I've got the wrong flavor of coffee. I'm in a gulag. Like, isn't that what you expect if you screw up in an airport? <laughs> it's not what happened to this lady. She gets kicked off the plane. And according to the New York Post, again, true authority. She tried to get back on the plane. You can do that. Well, she tried. They kicked her off again. She tried again. So they usher her out to the public side of the security area. So basically, they kicked her out of the airport area and put her back out in the public area. 
according to the story, she went back through security and showed up at the gate several times. What? How how did that happen? And then it gets better. So she gets kicked out and then kicked out of the entire airport and they walk up to her when she's waiting for her Uber and they hand her a ticket and they say, hey, you're getting a ticket for criminal trespass. She refused to sign it. You can do that? No, I'm not going to sign that. And she didn't give her ID to the police. Maybe she's the one that's not real. Wow. I didn't know you could do that. According to the New York Post, there are no criminal charges. And there's no no no-fly list. She just had all of this stuff happen, completely misbehaved. And she's fine. She's just, she's fine. So apparently you can do that. But, but, everywhere she goes for quite a long time, hey, you're the MFers not real lady. Like, could you imagine? It's not like, oh, I saw you on the Tonight Show. Or, wow, your new book came out. No. Oh, you're, aren't you the MFers not real lady? And don't you think people are going to be trying to take selfies with her? They absolutely are. If I were her, I'd be walking around like this, right? Don't talk to me. No, don't talk to me. I'm not. I'm not who you think I am. No. And what would you do if she was the person trying to sell your marketing agency services? Wouldn't that be a crazy discovery call? If you just walked in one day and you're like, hi, I'm very much real. I'm here to sell you marketing services. Unbelievable. I don't know if she has kids, Teresa. Um, but again, if she had a panic attack, that's nothing to make fun of, but the panic attack wouldn't lead you to try and get back on the plane multiple times. Amazing. Okay. Let's do our question of the day. And we're switching up the idea slamathon on August 30th that I'm going to tell you about in a minute. And we're doing some in-person networking coming up on Thursday. I'm going to invite you to, but let's have some fun. This is a fun for the sake of fun question of the day, because I had a realization the other day that I live in the sweet spot of America, Southeast Wisconsin, the sweet spot of America. It would be easy to think that it's the sweet spot of America right now because it's like 75 degrees in July with no humidity. It was the most beautiful weather the last few days ever, but that's not why I'm in the sweet spot of America. It could be that I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaking Packers fans. That's not why it's the sweet spot. It could be that it's cold and dark for nine months a year. That's not why it's the sweet spot. The sweet spot of the uh, country is because here in southeastern Wisconsin, there are no scary animals to be afraid of. None. Zero. I can go lay in a field and I'm not going to die. So the question of the day is, what animal are you irrationally scared of? So it would be irrational to live in Wisconsin and be afraid of sharks. There are no sharks in Wisconsin. They're worthy of being scared of because they're sharks and they'll eat your face. But do you have an animal or a creature 
that you're scared of irrationally. And as I was thinking about it the other day, living in Wisconsin, we don't have any of those. If we lived further north, then bears, bears, bears would be a thing. If we lived further south, then the snakes start to get pretty nasty. There are snakes that can like get you, like real snakes. Here, there's like not real snakes. But when you start going further south, there's some real snakes that'll get you. In the southeast or southwest, rather, there's scorpions and really nasty spiders. And my wife, Abby, is so scared of spiders, I can't even do this without her having a, a moment. She's the, that MFR's not real if I start doing this. Like, she freaks completely. And then in the southeast, that's where the animal I'm afraid of lives. So what are you, is there an animal you're afraid of? Is it spiders? Is it snakes? Is it sharks? Is it, what is it? Do you have an animal that you're afraid of? The animal that I'm afraid of, and I don't know why this happened, I'm terrified of alligators. I'm completely and irrationally terrified of alligator. Alligators? Yeah. I don't know why. Just alligators scare the hell out of me. I played golf in Florida a couple times with my dad. What's up, dad? And on a golf course in Florida, like if you're near the water, you don't go near the water because like there could be eyeballs just poking out of the water. And no, mm-mm. no, I don't like playing golf in Florida because of that scares me to pieces. So if you have an animal that you're irrationally afraid of, put that into the chat. And that way we can all kind of poke fun at each other because there's no reason to be scared of alligators when you lived in Wisconsin, but I'm, I'm terrified of it. Then I started to think of, all right, what is the animal we should be scared of living here in Southeastern Wisconsin? And I figured the worst thing that we have going, because I couldn't think of anything worse, the mosquito. That's it. That's all the mosquitoes, the worst thing we got going on around here. So that's pretty good. So as far as I'm concerned, that makes this the sweet spot of America because we don't have things that we could like, oops, something bit me. I'm going to die. Like that's not a daily threat when you live here. There's not a non-zero chance of death while you go on a walk. I'll take it. Okay, let's talk about some announcements. We are getting together in person. I'm participating in a networking mashup Thursday night. Real pants want to see you. Thursday night, we're going downtown Milwaukee, and it's going to be great. Uh, the link is right there on the screen, 5 to 7 p.m. It's limited to 75 people. And at this time yesterday, we already had 40 people sign up, signed up. So if you want to grab one of the spots that's left, you can come network with me, my buddy, Andy Wines, AFW, the co-founder of Young Guns and Meg Schmidt, the franchise fashionista, and also our friend Dave McCurg from Petrie and Pettit. There are hosts as well. So grab that QR code and join us at the networking mashup that's happening Thursday night. That's going to be good. And then I mentioned a change that's happening with the idea Slamathon. So we're making a change. Thursday, August 3rd, or Wednesday, August 30th, is going to be a big day for the show. We're going to test the Idea Slam-a-thon for the Islands of Brilliance. 
We will start idea slamming and we will have a new guest come on every 15 minutes as we create ideas, solve problems for them as a group, and it will cost $25 for them to grab a spot. So if you click that QR code and nab your spot for 25 bucks, all the money will go to Islands of Brilliance. And then the a-thon part is we will not stop brainstorming until the donations stop. So what we're going to do is we're going to have the first two hours at $25 a slot. Then we're going to raise it to $50 a slot. Then we're going to raise it from there to try and slow the thing down. Because I have a feeling that some of you are definitely going to want to watch me suffer. And you're going to donate to Islands of Brilliance just so you can see what the heck would happen if we idea slam for five hours in a row. So that's the link to reserve your slot. You click the link. You sign up for your time. And then you join us on Wednesday the 30th at 9 a.m. And we all idea slam for you, which is going to be awesome. So grab your spot, uh, reserve your time, and then we can idea slam together on Wednesday, August 30th. Last thing I want to share before we get out of here, a reminder that Small Business Mornings is also a podcast. We take the audio from the show, we put it up on our podcast feed. So if you can't make it to your browser, you can always get the podcast in your mobile device so you can listen to it while you're doing the dishes, walking the dog, or running from sharks. I guess you wouldn't run from sharks, you'd swim. You get the point. Grab the podcast and you can enjoy it. I'm Pat Miller, The Idea Coach. It's great to see you. Thank you for joining us on Small Business Mornings. This is our daily meeting for small business owners everywhere. Don't listen to that voice in your head. It'll lead you to make bad decisions like Natalie Portman's husband. What a dumbass. I'm Pat Miller, The Idea Coach. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Thanks for tuning in.